0: Welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, we're going back into the Marvel Cinematic Universe to talk about the Marvels. What is this, the 33rd, I think, uh, entry in the whole MCU? Something like that. Uh, But it's also the sequel to Captain Marvel. And joining me, we've got from Sisters Assembled, we have both Katie and Taylor, the hosts of that show, They both know their Marvel movies way better than I do, and we have a great time talking about this one. So this conversation's coming up in a second, but before we get to it, I do want to remind you, as always, to make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts, wherever you're listening right now, because we have so much podcasts on the way. I have recorded like three episodes this week. I have a few other scheduled for the next week. It's gonna be ridiculous. So many episodes on the way. Uh, so make sure you're subscribed. You could also follow us on social media at PiecingPod and join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. Uh, Aside from that, we also do have a Patreon, the produced by David Rosen Patreon, where I post bonus and advanced content from Piecing It Together, from Awesome Movie Year, and from my music career. Lots of great stuff over there, and I'll be uh, sharing some previews of my 2024 music very soon over there on the Patreon. So uh, check it out, patreon.com slash Rosen. So with all that said, let's get to our conversation about the Marvels. All right, it's time to get into the Marvels. With me today, we've got Katie and Taylor from Sisters Assembled. Katie, Taylor, thanks so much for being here.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having us. Super excited. Yeah, we're pumped.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I am looking forward to talking about this one too. Honestly, like, I'll just get this right out there. I was not a big fan of Captain Marvel. I, I'm up and down on Marvel movies, and that one just, I don't know, it just, I didn't think it was fun enough. I didn't think it was silly enough. I, I didn't love the Marvels either, but I thought it was definitely a step up as far as like a sequel to Captain Marvel is concerned. I had a lot more fun with this one than I did with that one. What what did you guys think? I know you put out an episode, but I wanted to like kind of wait to uh, hear your thoughts live on the show here as we're recording. So what did you guys think just overall?
1: For sure. I think, you know, going into the Marvels, we felt the same way. You know, neither one of us were huge Captain Marvel fans. Her first film... Mm -hmm. Like you said, kind of boring. I think my biggest qualm with that is the character has no personality whatsoever (laughs) through the entire film. Um, Mm. Her subsequent, you know, appearances in Endgame and things like that didn't really help the situation either, the way she's directed in those films. But this one, you know, I was excited to see even in the trailers and things. She definitely looks like she's animated and more excited to, like, do things and Joking and things like that. And to your point, I think they actually really pulled that off really well in this film. I loved it. I thought it was great. It actually made me more excited about the character, which takes a lot after, you know, spending four years not really enjoying her all that much. So I thought it was a great sequel. It did a lot for where we're going in the MCU. So all around, I was a big fan,
2: yeah, and not to sit here and say ditto, but Taylor does say a lot of how I feel <laughs> as well. I think, you know, I always say she was very robotic in that first movie and it just didn't feel, it fell really flat. And I also think she fell victim to being stuck between Infinity War and Endgame. No one really cared about her because sure. we were like, where's our heroes? They all just disappeared. Yeah. So I think it was just, there was a lot going on with that movie that I don't—I didn't love it. But at the end of the day, I loved this one. It was just fun. It had, if you can make me laugh and just follow the plot of the movie in a not questioning way, trying to figure out how we got to point A and point B, I'm going to enjoy it. And so I thought it was pretty well done.
0: Right on. Yeah, I, I've always been a fan of Brie Larson's. And like, I think you guys are right. Like the timing of that movie was a big of the problem, I think. I think they just they really needed to like squeeze that out there as you know quick as possible without maybe like giving it the full thought that it needed. Um but yeah I'm glad both you uh really enjoyed this one a lot more. We should before uh we start getting into some puzzle pieces here it is both your first times here on piecing it together tell people a little about Sisters Assembled.
1: Sure. Um so we actually started the show as Let's talk Marvel fan theories like two and a half years ago. This year, we decided to rename it because, spoiler alert, we are actually sisters. <laughs> so we thought that was a better, you know, <laughs> kind of resemblance to who we are and, and our relationship to one another. So Sisters Assembled was reborn earlier this year. Uh, we cover all of the shows, the movies, the special presentations, everything for Marvel. And then in between, we'll do, you know, deep dives on characters or big theories. And we did a whole episode, like, for example, on Secret Wars and and everything that we're expecting to come for that. So really deep diving in between the shows and the movies. But the Marvel content is kind of our bread and butter.
0: Right on. Yeah, there's certainly a lot of it out there for you guys to talk about. So, uh oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, never gets boring, for <laughs> sure. Uh, well, right on. Let's start getting into the marvels, and we'll get into what maybe worked and didn't work along the way, but uh, let's start getting into puzzle pieces. We'll start with you, Katie. What do you have for your first puzzle piece?
2: Okay, so I listened to a couple of your episodes to prepare for this, and I feel right. good about this one. I had Freaky <laughs> Friday. Um <laughs> I think that one makes it pretty clear. Obviously, they weren't switching bodies, but they were switching places. And I think you know that's the whole thing with uh, the Freaky Friday premise is while they physically switched, uh, they were living each other's lives—a teenage daughter and a mom—and it was funny, of course, for early two thousands movie. But yeah, I was going with Freaky Friday.
0: I love that. That's a great one to kick it off with, and it works so well too when you have these big personalities switching. Places and switching you know setups and everything so uh that's a great version of that and yeah i think that that's what you know it's a little gimmicky here in the marvels but it is fun though like to for them to all be like jumping all around and everything and really anything could possibly happen and i feel like that's a big thing with like all the multiverse stuff of superheroes like it's it's It can be a little touchy because, you know, if anything could happen, then, you know, stakes kind of go out the window. But this is like anything that could happen where there's a hook to it, where there's something that could like really kind of like play with and mess up the plans. And uh, they actually have to deal with it rather than just, oh, yeah, we could just explain away anything like just stuff happens. They have to deal with. So. Uh, yeah, it, it works a lot better here, and Freaky Friday is a great example of uh, of that kind of thing. So yeah, great first puzzle piece to kick it off with. Thank you, Taylor. What do you have for your first one?
1: Well, so going into this, I knew I could you know easily fill my puzzle pieces with three MCU movies, but I decided to put a little bit of parameters around it, and I, I did do one. So I'm going to start with my kind of easy pick. I went with Thor Ragnarok just because two main reasons. One. Um, obviously, set in space, both of them. So dealing with that kind of you know interplanetary travel and things like that. Yeah. And then, but mainly, my my main reason was the tone. Obviously, Taika at the time when Thor Ragnarok came out, that was you know completely never done before to that extent, and it was such a major hit for that reason. And I think this film took a lot of those beats in the best kind of way. You know, it was funny, it was a little absurd, but not over the top like. Thor Love and Thunder, and so sure. I think it kind of hit that <laughs> that sweet spot of of Ragnarok, and so it, it very much was kind of reminiscent of that for me.
0: Yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, it's funny, like, there's, like, a, you know, a balance to be put into there, and Ragnarok is, like, perfectly balanced, I feel like the Marvels is right in the middle, and then Love and Thunder just whoosh, whoosh, all the way on the other side of yeah. things, and, yeah, uh, yeah so... Absolutely. You a big fan of uh, Ragnarok over there, Katie?
2: Oh, I love that movie. It's one of my favorites. I watch (laughs) it often.
0: (laughs) Right on, right on. Well, uh, I will also uh, have one superhero movie in mind, although not Marvel. Uh, I went with Shazam for my first puzzle piece here, um, specifically because of that tone, that goofiness, the silliness, um, you know. Everything that's happened, no matter how big this movie gets, with all the intergalactic stuff and the world ending stuff and sucking oxygen out of planets, and <laughs> it's still constantly goofy and unserious at all times there's also the family aspect of it which uh, i think really fits in with shazam as well with uh you know miss marvel kamala khan's family like getting in on the action and like you know just like lots of jokes there with all the family stuff um and the whole idea of like everybody kind of gets to be a part of the action and of all of mm-hmm. uh, everything that's going on here, which also was kind of a big part of Blue Beetle as well. So I, you know, I guess DC's kind of leaning into that a lot, but I feel like this one from MCU, uh, you know, kind of went with that kind of tone as well. Definitely. Right on. Well, Katie, let's go back to you. What do you got next?
2: Okay. So I have Jumanji, but I have the Rock and Kevin Hart, Jack Black one. For two reasons as well. You guys were kind of talking about the tone. That was part of why I picked this movie. But also, if you're watching the first one, none of those kids expect to get pulled into this game. They don't really know each other or they do and they have issues with each other, which I think can reflect Carol and Monica a little bit. And they realize they have to work together in order to get out of the game, right? And I feel like that really shows what the Marvels had to do. They obviously didn't get to get out of a game, but... They were sitting there stuck tied together in a situation they didn't know when it would end, and they had to learn to work together in order to take down Darben. So I also just recently watched it, and I thought it f- it fell really well into this category.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. Those movies are, like, surprisingly really fun. And if I'm not mistaken, back when we covered Shazam on Piecing It Together, I might have used Jumanji as a puzzle piece on that one because, oh, nice. again, the whole family, everybody getting together, you know, every everybody has to rely on one another in order to... Uh, to survive so yeah no that's a great one to include there uh are you a fan of uh, the jumanji movies taylor
1: oh i actually don't think i've ever seen i see, i've seen the robin williams version but i don't mm-hmm. think i've ever seen the new ones i do know they look amazing though i mean the cast is insane karen gillian like i mean come on those are some comedic geniuses so i'm definitely gonna have to check it out
0: oh yeah absolutely they they're movies that like shouldn't work but then they're just so much fun that they do so oh, uh, yeah. yeah yeah definitely worth no checking they're good out. they're good <laughs> What do you got next, Taylor?
1: I went for all big franchises in my puzzle pieces. So my next one is Star Wars Attack of the Clones. Okay. Um I don't feel like you can do a space-based movie without putting Star Wars as a reference for it. I mean it is the OG. Um but I also think that one in particular deals a lot with the kind of politics you're kind of getting into the Separatist movement and things like that coming in um in that film as well, which really kind of ties into not only the civil war um, that happened that off screen, you know, in the Kree society after Carol took out the Supreme Intelligence, but then also the little bit that we saw between the Kree and the scrolls in the film as well. So I kind of like that kind of political intrigue in there as well. So Attack of the Clones, I couldn't go without some nice Star Wars in there.
0: I, I got to say, like, I know you guys are like big Marvel fans, like rattling off all the names of all those characters and like factions and all that stuff. I could never do that, <laughs> even with doing this <laughs> podcast for five years and watching all these movies. But uh, yeah, no, absolutely. You, you can't talk these intergalactic space, you know, movies without getting a Star Wars movie in there somewhere. So absolutely. The, those three, the, like the, the prequel trilogy, I, I got to admit, like I haven't seen since they first like, opened on opening weekends, you know? So, like, I don't remember the very specifics of those. But Star Wars, yes, absolutely.
1: (laughs) Those are my faves. I'm a prequel baby, so I I had to go with the prequels. (laughs) Right on,
0: right on. Well, uh, that's actually a great setup for my next puzzle piece because I was trying to think of a movie, I could swear is a recent superhero movie, um, where they were sucking all of the water off of the planet to give to another planet and then I, I was asking a friend of mine who's, like, always, like, on the ball when it comes to, like, remembering little details like that. And he was like, no, you're not thinking of a superhero movie. You're thinking of space balls. Um So Spaceballs <laughs> is my next puzzle piece when they use the giant vacuum to suck up all the air off of the planet. And, uh, and then, of course, when the good guys win in the end, all the air, like, you know, gets, you know blown back into the planet and everyone can breathe again that's like exactly our villain here darben's uh entire plan is sucking up the resources from the planet and giving it to her own planets and uh so yeah there you go Spaceballs, my next bubble piece
1: i like it i love it who knew darben was a space balls fan yeah <laughs> plan
0: absolutely absolutely if if it's good enough for a uh, dark helmet it's good enough for darben so yeah yep, exactly <laughs> What do you got next, Katie?
2: Okay, so this one I struggled with a little bit because I was trying to avoid MCU movies just to challenge myself. So I went to DC actually, which is not something I do often. Mm -hmm. And I did The Dark Knight, (laughs) um, mainly because of Darben and the similarities she has with Harvey Dent as he becomes Two-Faced and he blames a lot of everything that happened on Batman. And that's kind of how he becomes the antagonist of the movie, is his revenge plot, essentially. And that, to me, is Darben's story. Obviously, hers is a little bit more sympathetic for us. Not that Harvey Dent isn't, but he kind of goes zero to 100 pretty fast in that film. (laughs) But, I mean, she's out there, and she's the one who sees Captain Marvel take down the Supreme Intelligence, and then, obviously, Hala goes into disarray after that. And so Captain Marvel made her own villain, just like Batman kind of did, so... That was the one, I put a lot of thought into that one. I was nervous about it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, that's great. That's awesome. Do you guys, being, you know, obviously into the comics and like all the other stuff around Marvel things, do you know more about Darben as a character? Because I feel like one of my biggest problems with this movie, the Marvels, is it feels like it was probably a lot longer and it was chopped up a little bit. And I feel like some of her story is kind of on the cutting room floor, and there's probably a lot more to get into with that.
2: Yeah, so Darben in the comics, I know a little bit about them. Uh, They actually are a man in the comics, and honestly, though, I will tell you, that it's really not worth going into their character because they're nothing like their character Mm. in the comics. They completely go in their own direction with this movie, and I definitely get your kind of thought process where there were moments I think she needed more, and to to yeah. create the character more, especially because they didn't really go off of who Darben is in the comics at all.
0: Mm. yeah, that's interesting, yeah, to just like kind of take a name and just be like, let's just use that name and just make a new character,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. I mean, I think it's she's got the Cree leadership, and that's pretty much like, okay, cool. you're a Cree leader, and everything else we're gonna, you know, make up for this film specifically. so. That's pretty much the basis, and that's it. <laughs> but
2: it's yeah. not the first character. time they've done it either. So, you know, it happens. Mm-hmm. You pick and choose things that make sense that don't, and you just kind of run with them.
0: Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. Well, uh, what do you got next, Taylor?
1: This one is probably my favorite one. It is also a Disney property, but I thought it was the best fit and most out of left field. I picked The Incredibles because, one, you know, there's there's two reasons. One Kind of like what Kate was saying with Harvey Dent, Mr. Incredible creates his own villain, right? When he kicks Syndrome out of the car, he then grows up and he actually kills many of Mr. Incredible's friends, right? Like we saw with Carol losing Monica. Obviously, Monica's not dead, but Carol doesn't really know that. So to Carol, Monica's lost. She's gone forever and she's lost the last member of her family. So that was kind of my first reason. And then my second reason has to do actually with more with Kamala Because you see Syndrome when he's a child, the way he worships Mr. Incredible, the same way that Kamala worships Captain Marvel. But then throughout the film, you see how Kamala's picking up on Carol's flaws. And now obviously, you know, Kamala doesn't become evil and try to kill Carol's family or anything. But there is a little (laughs) bit of that taking her off the pedestal in the same way that that happened to a much larger extent to Syndrome. So that one is probably my favorite um puzzle piece for me
0: yeah absolutely that's a great one and it also goes back to you know we were talking about it with Jumanji also with Shazam like you know the family aspect of all this like you know for that sure. everybody's getting involved so absolutely we, we should also like just take a quick second are, are we all in agreement that Kamala's like the MVP of this movie
1: oh 100% She's the best. yeah yeah she yeah. stole the I love show her so much
0: Absolutely. I I haven't watched the shows like I I watched some recaps just to kind of like know what's going on going into the movies. But I haven't actually watched the shows just because I never make time to watch TV and I should, but I don't. Uh, But but, uh, she's great. Yeah, she is absolutely great. Great character, really fun and really, you know, kind of brings this thing up quite a bit. Even with my mixed feelings about overall the movie, uh, she is great in this and uh, I get you know why people really like the show too.
1: Yeah, I mean it's Kamala's world we're all just living in it honestly <laughs> and especially like when you talk about that last scene in the film, I think Marvel recognizes that too in the role that she's now stepping into. So it's really just going to be the Kamala Khan universe for the next few years and I personally very down for it. So she was a highlight 100%.
2: Yeah. And I know for Taylor and I watching the show, while we had our complaints about it as a whole, as I think we do with a lot of the shows in different parts, Kamala just embodies, you know, the regular everyday person who accidentally got powers. And I think that's what makes her so easy to draw onto because you're like, if I suddenly, you know, randomly got powers, had a great training montage where I could learn all this, I, I saved my city randomly, and now my hero and I are switching every time we use our powers, like, I'd be reacting the exact same way to everything going on. So I really, I just, she's a great character, I can't wait to see more of her.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Totally. By the way, th- I feel like there was some, like, like you know, idiots on the internet and stuff that were complaining about her fangirling over Captain Marvel. Is that a thing that was happening? Oh, God I mean,
1: I'm sure I didn't see it, but the thing is, you have a movie that is female led by three heroes with a female villain directed by a female. So, unfortunately, the fandom that we operate in is going to find a problem wherever they can find a problem. Yeah, that's kind of the essence of who Kamala's character is. That's why she's called Ms. Marvel, literally ripped from the comics. So, you know, I'm sure it was a thing. I luckily didn't see it because I think I would have gotten r- real heated real <laughs> fast, but it's just the unfortunate reality. And I mean,
0: Spider-Man does the same thing with Iron Man through like five movies, so come on.
1: I know, <laughs> I know. She and Peter are literally the same character, except Peter's now like really struggling. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, other than that, they have very similar tendencies. But, you know, he's a man and she's a woman and she's always going to get the brunt of the hate. So of course, that's unfortunate. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's the internet for you. <laughs> exactly. Um, <Yeah. laughs> I'll go with my last puzzle piece, and I had to uh, bring up Goose for this one uh, because Kamala's great, but Goose is my favorite character, of course. And uh, <laughs> I went with – I've been bringing up a lot more video games lately on this show. I don't know why, but I'm going with Kirby, uh, the Nintendo character Kirby, for, for Goose and all the cat creatures. I, I'm sure you guys know what they're called. I don't. But, um, <laughs> you know, they that suck up things and spit them out and transport them and do all the, the stuff that Kirby does, uh, all the cats do here what are they called guys i'm sure you know
1: lurking yeah ah there you
0: go there you go (laughs) thank
1: you yeah anytime you
0: guys guys come prepared absolutely i have uh, to say i'm liking
2: kirby that's a really good one that is a
1: good one
0: <laughs> right yeah on. i like that very very cool yeah we're 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 a uh, pet family over here we have three cats and one dog so uh you know they're of course my favorite but um but none of the cats <laughs> look like my cats so i was, i found that a little strange and but, no um, flerkins anyway. or
2: anything just all just cats
0: just regular cats okay. but uh <laughs> they do throw up everywhere though so oh. but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is what they do. Got that
1: halfway there. They just need the ingestion part. Yes,
0: absolutely. (laughs) That's right. That's right. So uh, let's go down our list here of puzzle pieces, and then we'll get into some closing thoughts on the Marvels. We talked about Freaky Friday, Thor Ragnarok, Shazam, Jumanji The Next Level, Star Wars Attack of the Clones, Spaceballs, The Dark Knight, The Incredibles, and Kirby uh you know of course lots of superhero stuff lots of action stuff but kind of all over the place too um there's just movies kind of all over the place but uh in a fun way though <laughs> uh any uh any closing thoughts anything we didn't quite get into that you guys wanted to bring up here
1: i think for me my biggest thing and i've always said this you know every time we talk about this film and literally to anyone who will listen to me Um, I'm sure if your listeners are hearing this episode, they've probably already watched the Marvels, ideally, because we definitely gave spoilers, but I just want everybody to encourage other people to go see it. Uh, Like I mentioned, you know, with it being a female-led film and some of the things that were happening with the SAG strike, it obviously is not doing as well in the box office as some other Marvel films. and. It's kind of leading into a whole narrative about how Marvel's doing, but especially for a female-led film, it's really disappointing and it's like in conversations with ticket sales in The Flash and that is so bothersome to me because he's actually a troubled man. So <laughs> yeah. everybody just, you know, encourage everyone you know if you like the film to go see it. That's kind of my PSA that I've been saying to everybody um because it really is worth it. It's a good movie and it does not deserve to have low ticket sales. So that's my soapbox.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. Absolutely. People should definitely uh, go see it. And, you know, Nia DaCosta, like, you know, her last movie got swallowed up by the pandemic with can, uh, Candyman. And so uh, hopefully she gets a chance to do something that, you know, isn't surrounded by this kind of shit, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah. So. I, I think we're in a weird spot right now. I feel like the entertainment industry has just gotten slapped again and again and again. And so hopefully moving forward, we're going to find some sort of normal point and we can just get movies and shows at a normal rate and everybody is happy in the production as well.
0: Absolutely. I'm with you. So, uh, yeah, that does it for the Marvels. Um, I always finish these up by asking for a recommendation of something else you've watched recently. We'll start with you, Katie. Uh, Is there something you watched recently you want to recommend to my listeners?
2: Yes, and I'm I'm stealing Taylor's because I know what hers is. <laughs> oh, no. Um, it's The Summer I Turned Pretty. I know this is a completely like different direction than what we're talking about, but I got really into it. I made Taylor watch it. She had read the books. It's uh just a teen like try like love triangle movie or show, but it just draws you in. I've made my boyfriend watch it. I've made everyone watch it at this point, and it's really good. So just go watch it. It's nothing serious, but sometimes We just need a little bit of lightheartedness.
0: Right on. Yeah, I actually hadn't even heard of that. So uh, I'm glad you brought it up. That sounds interesting.
2: It's definitely worth the watch.
0: (laughs) Well, Taylor, now you got to find something uh, on the fly to uh, recommend.
1: I know, I know. Mine's a little bit of a late one, and Katie's going to be so mad that I'm putting this out there, so it's a little bit of a spiteful pick, but... I recently was late to watching Don't Worry Darling okay. and despite all of the things that happen around you know the drama with off screen with that film it's actually a really really good film it has a really interesting message um so I highly recommend that it's really entertaining and definitely kind of blew my mind that little twist if you've seen it you know what I'm talking about so I highly recommend that film because I quite enjoyed it. More than I expected.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is uh, that is an interesting one. And definitely another movie where everything around the movie certainly overtook any and all conversation. And uh, it sucks when that happens, but it certainly does yeah. nowadays. Um, well,
2: honestly, I feel like <laughs> it generated a lot of PR, though. So everyone went and saw the movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, hopefully. Well, uh, guys, thank you so much. Tell people where they can find Sisters Assembled.
2: You can follow us on Twitter at Pod and Instagram and threads at Sisters Assembled.
1: And if you're looking for the actual show itself, we are on all major podcatchers. So just type in Sisters Assembled and we should pop up pretty quickly.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for doing the show. And uh, maybe we'll get you back again. Doesn't have to be Marvel related, even though, of course, you know, I'm always happy to have you back for that, too. But uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get you back again sometime.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. It's been a blast and uh, hopefully we'll get to do it again soon. Yep. Hey, it's Ashley Ray, and I host the podcast TV I Say. Have you ever referred
0: to television as your friend? Do you want 10 more seasons of In Just Like That? Did you rewatch every episode of King of Queens in 2020? Then this is the podcast for you. Join me and a new guest each week to discuss your favorite TV shows and my 90 Day Fiancé hot takes and my Below Deck hot takes and basically all my TV hot takes. (laughs) Listen to TV I Say wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about the Marvels. Thanks to Katie and Taylor for joining me on that one. Check out their show, Sisters Assembled. And if you're enjoying Piecing It Together, make sure you are subscribed. Of course, you could do that wherever you're listening right now or on any of your favorite podcast apps. You could also follow us on social media at PiecingPod and join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. Don't forget about our Patreon as well. The Produced by David Rosen Patreon. I told you about it at the top of the show. You could check it out. Patreon.com slash Rosen If you want to kick in a little support that way, it is appreciated. And there's lots of great content over there. So check it out. Again, Patreon.com slash Rosen. And let's close this out with a piece of music like I always do. And I am just thinking maybe I will... Uh, share one of the pieces that I'm going to be releasing next year in 2024. Not quite ready to announce the 2024 plans. I got big plans for 2024. Uh, But this song will be a part of that. Uh, This song is called Back Into the Void. So I hope you enjoy it. It will be out next year along with a whole lot of other new music. So uh, keep an eye out for that. There'll be a lot of news very soon on on those plans but uh enjoy this track and we will be back with more piecing it together real soon